to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Beaks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things music, crypto, AI. And this is episode 52. We have completely made a full revolution around the sun doing this nonsense podcast, and I appreciate everyone that is tuned in, even if just for a little bit, to check what it is that we are doing over here. Of course, you know, this started out just as a way for me to have somewhat of an outlet. You know, I identified myself and kind of called myself this music industry expat. I had worked tirelessly to make a living for myself working in the music industry for eight, almost nine years. You know, I'd moved out to LA, I'd gone to college for like an audio production degree, and then moved out with an artist and, you know, tried to work with that. When that didn't work out, I worked in a whole different niche with like internet celebrities and influencers that were, you know, turning into recording acts and working in that whole realm. And that was great, but it just wasn't enough to sustain the entire thing. And then, you know, tried to create the own my own record label and that, you know, signed my own act and, and did our own thing with that and just saw a lot of the different depths of the valleys of what it is to be an independent artist. I've been to a million open mic nights. I've been to shows where they were being paid. I, I've seen people open up for major artists. I've seen tastes of getting chances to open up for major artists on tour, but then things not working out. I've seen deals get proposed, but then deals not really get signed and things not work out. I've seen a lot of hopes and dreams and smoke and mirrors, right? But then, you know, eventually like a lot of this stuff doesn't sustain itself. And a lot of kind of what I would say I've learned and endured have been hard lessons. And a lot of it had been rooted and stemmed from, you know, admittedly in hindsight, you know, naivety, right? Like my, my thinking that... I had what it took, quote unquote, in thinking that was all it need I needed. That was the naive thought was that it was within me from just like a talent and like caliber perspective. But there's this whole side to business that really controls everything. It is everything. Everything from communication, marketing, strategy, networking, understanding product, understanding service, understanding where you stand within that pipeline, are you pre you know, are you pre-production, are you post-production, are you pre-release, are you post-release? You know, where do you fit in that pipeline? You know, how much are you service to the end goal? Do you add value? Do you take away value? Right? And and these questions get savvier and savvier the more and more you understand really business. And I think a lot of times I realized I just didn't understand business as good as I really think I did, you know, growing up thinking I knew how to work the music business. And there's this debate that goes on. I feel like I get a lot of flack for this take I have 
where it feels like I have a lot of like this lack of empathy or I'm only thinking about the money as if I'm short, like short term minded and not thinking about long term goals or long term artist sustainability. When in fact, all I'm thinking about is artist sustainability. And I get a lot of pushback from artists when I emphasize and reiterate the prioritization that making money and earning money, doing what you do, should take even in the independent leg of your career if you have hopes and dreams of you know being a major artist one day. And this can be a long-winded conversation, so I don't even know if I'm going to cover every point, but when it comes to running a business, the idea of connecting revenue streams to creative executions is a pillar of a thought. It's like a pillar, like that should be one of the filters that ideas within the confines of business should go through. Is something like, well, does this make money or else we might not be able to do it. And the idea of like, you know, one of the old school ideas of like creating a YouTube channel was not just to get content out or just to become a content creator or just because it was the trendy thing. It was so that, you know, at a certain threshold of subscribers or watch hours or whatever, you could turn your YouTube channel and monetize it and, and earn a portion of the ad share. And it, that was a feasible thing to do. That was a feasible thing to do on TikTok. That is now a feasible thing to do on X or Twitter. It's currently what I'm doing. If you're like, well, why the hell has Beak's vibe become a reply guy all of a sudden on X? It's because the threshold, the barrier to entry to make your account monetizable and earn a piece of the, of the ad share is attainable. I'm not trying to quit my day job. But I'm sure as hell not trying to lose money by, you know, getting a blue check mark. And if I can earn that just in whatever, then I'm going to do that. I'm associating a revenue stream with my time use and my, you know, verified expense on X. Like, these are the ways to think through a lot of these things. And a lot of the artists that I've worked with and had conversations with in depth, a lot of times that business sense that acumen that kind of hustler's mentality of like how to make a dollar and i see it in some artists and that's really what i think carries a lot of artists is like you constantly have to be thinking about how can i make money and not not like unethically how can i make money right but it's how can i make money and sustain doing this thing that i want to do which is make music for a living and some people it's like a simple answer it's well i'm gonna work a job and i'm gonna do music on the side or i'm gonna work a side job and do music on the other hours right like it's a it's this kind of part-time deal for others they're able to make music a, a living but this idea that you're gonna be this artist never make money and somehow those around and, and ask for support of those around you, whether it's producers, engineers, studio time, managers, you know, cr creative experts in your field, video people, editors, visual effects designers, artists, other collaborators. I mean, these are all people that want to be in the business of their product being monetizable. 
And the when we use the word the artist, I mean, they're really kind of the head of the snake, the brand, the entity, the creative channel, the vehicle that this all comes out of. And if that person, if that entity, whoever, that, that thought leader, if they're not thinking about how to associate a revenue stream with the product that they're trying to collaborate on, it's a disservice to everyone in contention with that business. So when I talk about the priority of making money, it's not to discredit or to, to feel like I, there's a lack of empathy or that I'm, or I'm trying to treat, you know, the industry cold, but you know, I've seen people go eight years and never make a dollar. I've seen people go eight years and never see a check from BMI or ASCAP. I've seen people go eight years and never see a royalty from Spotify. I mean, making money is how you're able to do what you want to do for a living. And there's nothing like having that financial relief, that financial freedom. I mean, that's what real freedom is, is financial freedom. Because that's what empowers you and enables you to do everything else that you want to do. Nothing's worse than having no money and having these creative ideas and and feeling like not only do you not have the technical expertise, which is what we talked about last episode, is what it's, which is one of the ways I encourage independent artists and creatives to get better at their business, which is to become technically better and more advanced so that they can help offset some of the resources that they may need to pay for. But on the other hand, the financial freedom to be able to pay for the things that you need, I mean, nothing's better than that. And if you're a creative, I mean, that's how you get the competitive edge against your peers. You're able to pay for things that others can't do. It's like, man, how do they make their music videos look like that? It's like, because they can pay somebody that can do that and you can't. That's how. They are paying for somebody with knowledge and a specialized skill set. That's why. That's all it is. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is money. You need money. (laughs) You need that knowledge. You want that knowledge share. So that's really the message for this week. It's really just words of encouragement. You know, I really am speaking from the heart when it's like, I've seen both sides. I've seen people make money. I've seen people not make money. I know all the facades. I know all the dreams that they sell you. I know, I know we all just want to be an artist. We all just want to, you know, not care. We just want to put a song on a, you know, clip on social media and let it go viral. And the world then starts demanding music from you and you can't even believe it. And, and, and you become this thing. Like, I know the, the stories, like, in the dreams and the fantasies, but the, the, the reality is you have to become a machine and a methodical and thoughtful and, one, and someone that executes methodically and consistently and religiously. I, just, I mean, I saw a tweet that's the total, I think, antithesis to the reality of what it is, where they say, artists aren't content creators. And it's like, listen... If I wanted to be your buddy and your best friend, I would say the same shit. I would tell you that you don't need to work hard. You just need to do what what feels right to you. But that's selling you bullshit. You need to absolutely think of yourself as a content creator. 
I mean, you have to think of yourself as someone and what in like and what's the revenue like where's the money come from like what's the content creation turn into like why are we creating content what's the why what's the plan what's the game plan and how are we going to execute and how can we scale this make sure it's something we can do within a week make sure we can do it multiple weeks in a time and then scale that month after month after month and and be able to monitor and assess performance and if it stagnates, make improvements. And if it's growing, you know, put, push harder, double down on it. And if it's not growing, change quickly and adapt. I mean, this is the name of the game. This is what it is. So if you are creating product, if you're creating music, music NFTs, music videos, singles, whatever, you're a content creator. I don't like the word either. But I think we have to figure out how to get in this headspace. It's a little less romantic, but it's a little more pragmatic. And I think at the end of the day, the more you think, you know, business savvy and business oriented, that's where you're going to find that competitive edge against your peers. So that's my message for our one year episode anniversary of this podcast. Like I said, if you are listening, thank you very much. I appreciate everyone that has stayed tuned. Make sure you are following the podcast on X slash Twitter at TGMNFTPod. Of course, you know that's short for the greatest music NFT podcast show. You can follow me at Beaks Vibe, where we are posting the Avatar version video of these podcasts. And of course, we're also posting them on YouTube. And then, of course, you can hear the audio version of these episodes anywhere podcasts are streamed. So let us know where you are checking us out. We'd love to get to know our listeners and our audience even better. Other than that, I'll see you same time, same place next week. Peace.